Dad, isn't it time for illegal ham in the face? But, but, but bro, where's the banjo? everybody i hope everybody can hear me everybody hear me over there we got thumbs up all around all right i am that fat guy and welcome to another episode of legal him the face uh this is going to be put out on tuesday october 5th it is october 4th now and this is brian i's uh as i like to call it hell week at work because it's sun up to sundown this week because we're punching holes so on that note let me bring in big Bri. Hey, man. All right. What's up? Oh, not much. Another day at work, buddy. I hear you. We're we're awfully late in what we normally do, so this you make know, it work. That's right. And my cousin Vinny. Hey, good morning, everybody. All right. So my cousin Vinny, this feels weird because I do not have my cousin Vinny here in Fat Boy Studios with me. Negative. My cousin Vinny is at the Casa de Vinny. That's true. And Big Bri is at the Casa de Bri. So this feels weird, me being by myself. So Vinny actually uh, took care of the show for us today while we were at work. So thank you so much, Vinny. No problem. And let's let's get this show started. <laughs> let's get the rundown going. Rundown, October 5th, 2021. We're going to start with, uh, oh, um, a little, uh, how should we say that? Mike Holzheimer went ahead and wrote a letter. Yes, uh, we had a uh, uh, friend uh, passed away from cancer. Uh, Mike Holzheimer, uh, Matt Lodi passed away right uh, last week. And uh, Mike Holzheimer wrote a very nice uh, piece about it, and he wanted us to read it tonight. So we will read that uh, right after our shout-outs. Right. Oh. So uh, then, you know, we're going to get into our shout outs, of course. Uh, my cousin Vinny's word of the day. We're going to do some trivia time. And this one is on you, Jared. That's what All it right. is. Right. And uh, Browns win again. I know, right? Here we go. So I don't have the paperwork, obviously, because I'm over here. So you have that stuff? Uh, yes, I have that stuff. I'll mark it down as we go. All right. And um, we're going to talk some Indians still for their last game as the Indians. And Fat Boy Tuesday, we're going to talk about favorite birthday dinners. Kind of yeah, what Brian, you guys like for birthdays. Yeah, because Brian brought this up last week. Because last week was Brian's birthday. 
and he talked about his birthday dinner. He's like, you know, what would be your perfect birthday dinner? So I, I guess that's what you're wanting, right, Brian? Yeah. Uh, you know, my mom, we went over to my mom's to celebrate a little bit and she asked me, Hey, you know, what do you want for your birthday? And so had to think back over the last 15, 20 years, what's, what's the favorite uh, dish that my mom makes that, uh, that I want for my birthday. I could pick anything. So I was curious as to what you guys would say, given the same question. Now, hold on. Is it Ma's dish or is it just our favorite dish? Let's say Ma's or your wife's. Oh, well, my wife doesn't cook, so that's perfect. Well, it could just be your mom's then. Well, no, I, I, I got some things. I got some things. Hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean it, it doesn't have to be super creative, but, uh, you know, just what you oh. like that you that you have with your mom. All right. And then keep going, Vinny. I'm sorry. No, um, we have that, and then we have our top three. We're going to talk about our top three horror movies. I can't wait because uh, coming up soon is Halloween and you're going to see a few guys dressed up as the super fans. So mustaches are already growing. So I can't wait to get into it. So uh, let's get into our shout outs. Brian, do you have any shout outs this week? Yeah, I'll be quick. Um, it was a uh, it was a proud, proud uh, weekend for uh, us down here in Medina and uh, the community. ESPN2, Friday night, Medina took it to Mentor for the first time ever, beating Mentor on ESPN2 national TV. So, um, yeah, just uh, shout out those guys. Shout out the coaching staff, all the kids that uh, put their heart and soul into it. And that also happened to be the same night that uh, Medina alum uh, Matt Amodio finished uh, second all-time for the Jeopardy uh, – wins in a row so shout out to him way to go keep it going um i think it's up to 34 35 i didn't see what he did tonight but um yeah he's turning along all right so is that all that's it all right my cousin you got any shout outs tonight um no shout outs for me all right well i'm going to get into this one uh tomorrow my dad Turns a big 7-0 tomorrow. So, Papa Bear, I know you don't watch our show because you're not a Browns fan. He's a Steelers fan, by the way. Um, How does that happen? But <laughs> I, I can't. It, he told me a long time ago that the Browns traded away a running back that he loved. He said he'd never root for the Browns again, and he hasn't. And he makes it abundantly clear that he hasn't. But he supports us and what we do, so that's and that's awful, but yeah, he turns the big seven zero. Um, also, I we we just got word through work. There's been rumors, but uh, our bro, our boss Brian uh, is retiring at the end of this season. Uh, he has been in the golf course industry for fifty odd years. Wow. Um, he was a superintendent at Firestone. He was where we work at, which we're not going to go on the record say where we work at, but. Uh, he had a very good, very good career of hosting PGA championships and world golf championships and all that stuff. So uh, I got at least shout him out for that because, you know, being 66 and being able to retire, uh, you know, where he's at is a blessing, which Brian, I will talk about that afterwards. Sure. And, and my last shout out, the Dover high school football team. 
Um, down home, we do not get to play bigger teams that often. And Strongsville came down to Dover, and Dover won. I think it was like fourteen to thirteen. It wasn't. It was a bar burner. But wow, we don't get that luxury that often down where I'm at to play bigger schools. So it was very nice to see Strongsville make the trip down to Dover, which isn't that far. It's like an hour, 40 minutes for Strongsville. So it wasn't that far, but it was far enough. And, you know, congratulations over. By the way, are the Bees still undefeated? The Medina Bees, yeah. 6-0 and um, playing Brunswick, big game Brunswick. They might be 7-0 and now. Um, but, yeah, so, big game uh, inter, inter-county rival, Brunswick, next, this week, Friday. So are we going to get uh, the Medina Bees coach on with us at some point in time? You know the guy, right? <laughs> oh, I, I, I'm friends with uh, one of the assistants. Uh, I, I've said hi to the to the um, the head coach a couple times, but never really talked to him for very long. He wasn't the coach when I was playing. So I think he came from Avon um, a few mm-hmm. years ago, but, uh, but he's done a heck of a job turning the program around and turning them into uh, – state powerhouse at this point well that's awesome bud all right so on that note we are going to read a uh article written well it's not even an article a letter written by uh mike halzheimer who is a friend of our show who's been on our show multiple times uh writer for Ideo sports insiders and sports illustrated who matt Lodi help out so Vinny. You have everything up in front of you. Do you want to read the letter for us? Actually, I'm going to get it prepared real briefly. I figured while I'm doing that, if you wanted to shout out Harold and the APA. Yes, you get prepared real quick. Uh, our show is always brought to you by Harold and the APA, the Lake Erie APA. Um, we I just played Sunday, first time I played in a couple weeks, and uh, got my ass kicked by Billy Wild. So that's that's normal for me. And if you don't know who Billy Wild is, he'll let you know. Uh, but, uh, no, come out. No, well, he is wild, but Billy Wild is probably, probably what top 10 that I've seen in Cleveland play. Like he, when he gets on a stretch, he can shoot. Like he's really, he's one. And if you think you're going to throw him off by like feeding him drinks, it'll only make him better. Yeah. (laughs) Be careful. Unreal, Brian, this guy. Unreal. He, he he sounds like he sounds like a villain from like a pool movie. Oh, he, he, he <laughs> like oh shoot, he you got to play Billy Wild. Oh, yeah. But he the bad be. thing is though, is he's friends with everybody. He yeah. doesn't hate anybody. He just he doesn't care. Like, oh, you hate me? I don't care. Yeah. I, I'm, it, I'm, there's I'm, no one he doesn't like. He's no. awesome. No, that's cool. So, and by the way, we did get a surprise. There's another shout out. Billy Wild is about to have a baby. Really? Yes, they just got married a couple weeks ago, and they found out that oh, that's so cool. So, by the way, nobody knows yet. Um, spoiler. (laughs) But um, also, if you want to get a, if you want to join the APA, have fun with a lot of good people, which there is in the APA. We're friends with everybody. I, I, I can only count a handful of people that. I don't even say I don't even like. It's just I don't talk to because, yeah. Of, yeah, that's, I mean, everybody there I've liked. Everybody's so nice, so cordial. If you want to join the APA, get a hold of Harold at Lake Erie APA or get a hold of us here at Legal Ham the Face or be or Vince on Facebook or something. We'll get you set up. All right. Sure. All right. Are you ready? 
I'm ready. All right. So again, Mike uh, went ahead and he sent this. Oh, where where was this posted at, Fatty? It was uh, Facebook. Okay, so on Facebook, it was one of his posts. Yes. I am so saddened to hear the news that Matt Lodi has passed away. Matt fought a very brave and courageous battle against his opponent, cancer. I never had the opportunity to meet Matt, but through so many conversations via emails, texts, and messages, I considered him to be a friend. He often said the same and felt the same about me. A few years ago, Matt reached out to me after reading some of my sports articles I had posted on Facebook. He thought very highly of my talents as a writer and asked if he could post my stories on his sports blog, the Northeast Ohio Sports Insider, and later my Indians baseball columns to Sports Illustrated, Fan Nation. I was so honored to have a professional of Mike uh, of Matt's stature, reputation, and skills believe in my writing was worth of his news sports outlets. Anytime I had an idea for a story or column, Matt always received it and welcomed it with open arms. One of the last things he said to me after I told him I would have to delay sending him a story because of an accident to one of my to one of my family members was that he was sending prayers my way and that I with my writing will always have a place with him Matt lived his life to the fullest and demonstrated such grace and courage we should all aspire to my thoughts and prayers go out to Matt's wife Shana and the entire family, his professional colleagues, and so many friends. Our hearts are heavy today, but will forever be guided by the inspiration Matt left to us all. Rest in peace, my friend, and thank you for all of the gifts you bestowed upon us. Matt Lodi will forever be missed. Uh, no, there it is. Now I got it. So for those that people that don't know who Matt Lodi is, he was a broadcaster, sports broadcaster on a uh, can't remember a, a a huge sport writer here in Cleveland, and a friend of a lot of people, uh, Kevin Arnold. Uh, you know, guys that we have had on this show, uh, Matt helped mentor him, and I've actually tried to get Matt on the show before, but his uh, his battle you know, came to an end and it, it really sucks because, you know, they lost a great, great Cleveland fan and a great person in general for what he's done for Cleveland sports and the sports scene here in Cleveland. He He's truly amazing. So want to give our prayers out to his family. Um, and, you know, it just, what a, what a great guy. I, from what everybody's told me, you, you can't say that he's not. So, you know, we wish the family the best and, you know, it just, it's a, it sucks. <laughs> just as we always say, cancer sucks on our show because <laughs> we've had 
multiple people that we've lost due to it. So, all right. On that note, we got live it back up um, because he wouldn't want us talking like this. So, let's get into Bry. I'm going to get into this. If Vinny hasn't seen the uh, banner I put up yet, okay. It's for the Gauntlet League. Oh, oh yeah. Man. And guess who is in the bottom two? Oh no. My cousin Vinny. Jeez, already. <laughs> Papa V. Me so and Papa V. You and Papa V are matching up <laughs> in the Gauntlet League. The winner That's moves right. on till next week. Oh my right? gosh. Now we will be doing a week by week score, correct, Bry? That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. The slate is wiped cream. I only got 89.42 points. Oh, he's right over there. <laughs> yeah, you did do good, bud. Oh, geez. What the probably, hell happened? You probably should have checked your lineup because Gronkowski was out. Oh, no. Did you play Gronk? No, I don't have Gronk. <laughs> oh. It doesn't matter. You're you're down there with Papa V. So you, right now, you, the bottom two is Papa V and my cousin Vinny. Jeez. And after this week, there will be one that survives. To take Joe on, Barrett to take had a on, big week. Yep. To take on the low score that happens after this week. There's no more adding of scores. You try to get the most points you can because if you get to the lowest point, you play the winner of Papa V. And my cousin Vinny. So here we go. It's time. Buckle up the laces. Mm -hmm. Let's go. Oh man. Yeah, I know. Vinny was all excited. He goes, "Oh, I'm 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 way out of the fucking bottom two. Yep, not anymore, brother. No, not (laughs) not if I'm only putting up another eighty nine points. That's rough. (sighs) I'm sorry, bud. It happens to the best of us. But all you have to do is beat one person, though. Now, Vinny, you just it's head to head. You don't right. have to worry about everyone else. Just but that, that still keeps person. me. That keeps me down there. <laughs> That's it all right. keeps you alive. Yeah. And, you're and gonna, no matter... you're gonna have to run the table now. Right, exactly. I can't <laughs> lose a single week. <laughs> nope, you gotta go, buddy. It's this sucks. Up up. That's all right. You're playing Papa V, you're fine. <laughs> I mean, let's go. All right, let's get into my cousin oh. Vinny's word of the day. Do you have the uh there it is? Yes. Try. I have it on my phone here. Uh, hopefully, I turned the volume up. Parlay. Parlay is the word of the day. Parlay. Yes. Parlay. I just missed think out a of, couple parlays this weekend. <laughs> well, think of all the ways that it gets used on a regular basis. We're looking at the at the verb version of the word parlay. All right. So, and by the way, he wouldn't let me look at all I had was the pronunciation that I had. I couldn't even look at it. He's like strangling. He's like, you're going to cheat. I'm like, you know, I'm going to cheat, but it's all right. We are now time for trivia. My cousin Vinny, play the video. And our trivia is always brought to you by Papa V, 
and Kirby Peel latest game, Papa V's about to be out of the gauntlet. Hold Papa V at com. I got to because I love busting Papa V's balls. So here is your trivia for today, Brian. All right. We yep. have played our last game as the Cleveland Indians. I want you to think back in time. When was the last time they finished 80 and 82? When was the last time that the Cleveland Indians had a losing record? The last time. So is it the last time they had a losing record or the last time they finished 80 and 82? Last time they had a losing record, not above 500. Okay. Last time they had a losing record. All right. Okay. All hey. right. I got you. Look at this. Golf ball teed up. You should knock this out of the park. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. So, Vinny, are we leaving? Are you jumping in on this or are you out of here for a little bit? Um, I'm going to sit out for just a little bit. You're sticking around? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I'm going to stick uh, around. All right. Let's fire it up. The Cleveland Browns won against the Minnesota Vikings in the and he's gone. Okay, in the ugliest game and he's back. Did you want me here? Well, you. I said, are you sticking around or are you leaving? You said you're sticking around. Oh yeah, I'm gonna stick around. I'm just gonna go into hiding here a little bit. Oh, okay, you'll still be able works. to hear my voice if I got to say something. Yeah. Okay, that works. All right. <laughs> All right. Love you, buddy. <laughs> All right. Ugliest game I have seen. It was fourteen to seven. Hold on, let's get Vinny back in here for a second. Vinny, come on back in. We got to get our scores. I, yes. I'm just, we got to get our scores. So oh, right now, oh, yeah. So Big Bry picked 30 to 27, Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Why? Because of Vinny piggybacked off of me and Bry and picked <laughs> 30 to 17. It seemed like a safe enough bet. And I picked 24 to 17 because I thought this was going to be a defensive game. I didn't realize it was going to be that much of a defensive game. But asterisk goes to that fat guy because I'm the closest. So I got two asterisks. What do these asterisks mean? So if there is a tie at the end, it's the closest to the score. Oh, okay. I got you. Okay. So that way we have a definite winner. All right. Absolutely. All right. All right. That's good. Smart. So that's why we're doing the asterisks so that somebody gets a pizza and some whiskey. Now, how how is the asterisk determined? Is it uh, whoever has? Okay, I mean, closest but is it total? Points. Is it total points? Yes, closest yes. total points. So total points. So yeah. okay. So as of gotcha. right now, I almost spiked last week, and I'm the closest this week because I had them at 17 and 24. So I get an asterisk on mine. So right now, gotcha. I got two asterisks, but Bry's okay. winning everything right now. Uh, because Bry is four zero. Bry's got a perfect game going. Yeah, he does. He's four zero. Vinny is a three and one, just mm-hmm. like Cleveland Browns, and I am three and one, just like Cleveland Browns. So, and I marked it down here so you can see it when you come back, Vinny. So, thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. This is why I'm not in charge on this side because I don't like writing down shit. I get hand cramps. It's not good. <laughs> All right, Vinny, we're kicking you out of here now. We'll bring you back. All in. right. Oh man. All right, see you, brother. Have fun, see ya. All right, so Brian, we got to get into this game. They won. It was fourteen to seven. When I checked at halftime, it was eleven to seven. What the hell happened this game, buddy? Like, are we going to recap this? Like, it was a a defensive game, correct? Oh yeah, absolutely. And um, our defense was 
freaking amazing. Yep. Let, let's try to focus on the positives as best we can because, you know, when you think back to last year and everyone's saying how what a great game the uh, Browns-Ravens game was when we lost, what, 47 to 42 or something like that. Like, oh, man, that's a great game. It In all reality, it was a great offensive game. Yeah. But it, the def- both defenses sucked. Um, so this is kind of the – the flip side of that, the defenses were great. The offense left a lot to be desired. So it was, it was, you know, half half our team played very well. The other half, That's you right. know, not so great. All right, so, what <laughs> so we're, going we're going to get to the offensive side real quick. You all right with that? It, yeah, all right. Eat the frog. Yeah, get the bad part out of the way first. So all right, so here that. we go. Let's go. Baker had a horrible day. Less than 50% passing. Now, granted, our ground game was there. Uh, what? Uh, good Lord, I am drawing a blank right now. I am so tired. Um, Chubb had over 100 yards, and Hunt actually played great again. Oh, my God. Kid, it's just amazing. The two running backs that we have for this team is unreal. But after that, bud, nothing else happened. Uh, no. Baker overthrew a whole bunch of people. He underthrew a whole bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you kind of concerned about uh, our boy Baker now? <sighs> that is the deepest breath I've ever heard you take. <laughs> oh well, God. I don't. I don't want to trash Baker um, too much because at the end of the, the, the day, this is one game, and if you watch last night's game. Uh, I guess Sunday night's game, uh, Tom Brady did not play very well against the Patriots. And so he had some bad throws too. So quarterbacks are allowed to have bad games. This was a bad game for Baker. I'm maybe this, this got me thinking back to, okay, we're basically at the quarter pole of the season. I know there's 17 games now, but I'm basically 25% through our season. And, you know, um, Baker played great the first half of the Chiefs game. Has he played great since then? You brought up the Texans game, and, you know, you're probably right. He played pretty well against the Texans that first half anyways. Um, but he just – he wasn't trying a whole lot. You know, he only completed a couple passes uh, over 10 yards. And so it's easy to throw a bunch of screens and throw a bunch of uh, quick reads and – there are a couple times, I think it might have been a fourth down or maybe a third down, where he just he looked at his first receiver and he threw it to him. And I don't I'm I'm waiting I'm still waiting to see progression from Baker. Um you know, last year, the second half of the year, I don't know. Is that the best Baker that we were ever gonna get? Because he was pretty darn good. And I'm maybe residing more, and I'm, like I said, trying not to overreact to this one game. Um, but to me, he's closer to a Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, uh, Jared Goff, who have won a lot of games in this league. Yeah, um, People want to crap on them. Andy Dalton won a lot of games in this league. Alex Smith won a lot of games in this league, played in this league as a starter for 15 years. So, so, so what you're saying people, is this bigger ceiling? Is what you're saying. I'm I'm saying Baker is a 10. You know, I'm 
I'm not saying he can't be elite. There, I'm not saying that. He's still young. He's still raw. But I, I'm waiting to see that next step. I mean, the Browns, and who knows if it's a system or not, the Browns are the only team in the NFL that hasn't completed a touchdown pass to a wide receiver. Dang. I mean, are wide receivers that bad? Or is Baker not looking downfield and just checking it down to running backs and tight ends? Well, you, also, um, you know, certainly like, he had Odell Beckham for two touchdowns and he missed them this week. Oh, yeah, he did. Oh, my God, did he ever. He missed – he threw it high to Kareem uh, Hunt. And, I, I mean, people get very defensive when it comes to Baker, Browns fans. It, yeah. It's, to me, it's like you got to decide, are you a Browns fan or are you a Baker fan? Is Baker the best the Browns possibly could do? I don't know. I think they could probably do better than this. Um, Baker's very good, but I, yeah, I worry. I worry that uh, his ceiling isn't quite as high as some people think it is. Well, and also you got to factor in. I mean, this is probably the best that the team has done in what twenty years. Like, that's the other thing that yeah, we got yeah. with it. So, like everybody's, yeah, they're going to be like, I don't give a crap. And you know something? I've been the biggest Baker lover because. The one thing I haven't seen since uh, his rookie year is I haven't seen Oklahoma Baker. I mean, have you? Because I remember Oklahoma Baker not missing those wide open passes. It it seems to me like he is overthinking everything when he should just go out and play football. And that's what it seems to me because Oklahoma Baker would not have missed Odell that horrible twice. He would not have thrown over Kareem Hunt. He would have been the guy to actually go in there. And I don't know if it's in his head, his psyche, in the game plan, Stefanski, Van Pelt, his quarterback's coach, what's going on right now. But I want to see that kid again that played in Oklahoma. I don't want to see this version of Baker because that kid in Oklahoma had no fear. And it looks like this kid has fear right now, and I don't like it. We talked last year a lot about, um, you know, Baker's first year in the system and having to get Baker comfortable, you know, basically on a weekly basis. And how do you get Baker comfortable? Because he's very much a momentum player. And you get him comfortable by setting up the pass with the run and then running a bunch of play action, running a bunch of bootlegs to get Baker out in space, and uh, that's where he thrives. Well, this is the NFL. This isn't the Big 12 anymore. So people are going to adjust to you, and they've adjusted to his bootlegs, and they don't let him get out uh, on the edge like that where he can you know, clearly see the whole field. So they're trying to keep him in the pocket, and you know, those couple of fourth down plays, they were – I mean, dare I say they were like, uh, you know, a few Browns quarterbacks of the pla- of the past. Uh, you know, guys that drop back, they feel the pressure, and they just kind of crumble. And that's kind of what Baker did. He, he dropped back, felt a little pressure, and the first thing he tried to do was get out of there or, or just take a sack or something. And it happened in the Bears game too, those fourth downs, where he just – I don't know if it's this shoulder injury – I don't think anybody knows. I think anybody that says it's definitely the shoulder that's bugging him or it's definitely not, I don't think you know what you're talking about. 
um, because he's probably the only one that knows. But um, he he did not look comfortable, and his confidence was completely shot last week. So it it worries me a little bit, um, as we'll get into later. It's nice having a team that is so damn good that you can have a terrible performance by your quarterback and still win the game. So, I'm uh, sorry, that was my phone. <laughs> I forgot. No, no but, but um, just to build off of that, there's, there's so many things that had to go right for the Browns to win 14 to 7. I mean, yes. we, were, we were pretty damn lucky that we have a kicker that we found, found off the scrap heap that can hit a 48 yarder and a 53 yarder like, like it's nobody's business. We were pretty lucky that the the refs called kind of a phantom holding call on fourth down in the end zone to give us new life at the goal line. Yes. We were pretty lucky when Justin Jefferson caught a 38-yarder and it got brought back because of a holding penalty. So, I mean, there are a lot of things that had to go right for the Browns. and Also, pass interference by him, too. That push-off was horrible. Pass interference, but also uh, um, the third down and 20 play for Kareem yeah. Hunt. You're yeah. just trying to run the clock out, and Kareem Hunt, because he's so damn good, he made a hell of a play. So that resulted in three points right there. We were basically given the eight points because of that holding penalty in the end zone. So there's 11 points right there that, uh, you know, I don't know if we can count on getting scores like that every single week. Without that, we score three points. That uh, yeah, true, and that's I I want to bow tie Baker real quick before we move on to our uh, amazing defense. And you 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 got to learn to segue into the kicker because we have the kicker in here for a little bit later on. I'm I'm sorry, I'm getting excited about. It. I didn't think I'd love a kicker more than Cody Parkey, and uh, I can barely remember his last name now. So these people with a narrative of. Baker's shoulder dislocated, all that stuff. If you have never had a dislocated shoulder and had it pop back in, probably one of the most painful experiences you have ever had. Because once that thing gets popped back in, and especially a brace, so I know it's not his throwing shoulder, but any slight movement, it's almost like throwing out your back. And Brian, I've, I've done it to myself. My back is out every now and then. You. We've both had back problems and stuff. Your foot, your ankle. How many times have you had foot surgeries? A couple times, different uh, different hardware put in the foot. So uh, everybody, you don't know what he's feeling. So yes, it was dislocated. He actually said it coming back onto the field. It's like, yeah, it's out. It's back in. We're good. Let's go play. Ever since then, it has not been the Baker that I saw in the first game where he was 80% passing. The second game where he was almost 80% passing. And yes, you're saying screen passes, little dump offs of the tight end, stuff like that. He was confident then. I'm starting to think that this shoulder injury might be more than what we think because, yes, you still have to have your whole body to throw. But if you don't have that lead arm and your shoulder to go through, you still feel it. Like no matter how much they numb it up, you still feel that shoulder hurt as you were ripped through and God, it's got to be killing him. I, I, I don't know what else I'm not making excuses anymore. You just got to play better. He even said, came out and said he has to play better. So Baker, you got the next game. You're going up against a kid 
and Justin Herbert next week that you got to ball out because people are comparing you to him. People are comparing you to Lamar Jackson. People are comparing you to everybody else, and they won't put you in the echelon that you need to be in. You got to play better, brother, because this stuff can't happen anymore. Yeah, um, let, let me say my final piece. I, I'm not, by any means, I'm not out on Baker. Um, I wish he would have played better in these first uh, four games. But he can still be the guy that we all hope and dream he will be. Um, I think he's taken a little bit of a step back uh, since the the second half of last year. But I still got faith in him. You know, we're 3-1 and is the best news about it. And he can figure it out while we win. And he doesn't have to do everything. But I would like to see a little more from him. And I know we're a long ways from this. But in the offseason, the Browns are going to have to make a hard a hard decision on what, yeah, yeah. what you want to do. Do you want to take it safe and, uh, you know, just stay the course with your guy? Or... You know, we've seen it a couple times in the last five to ten years. Teams that were great teams that had first-round quarterbacks that got them to the playoffs and played pretty well for them, but they wanted to go all in to win a Super Bowl. And I think of Denver Broncos with Peyton Manning, getting rid of Tim Tebow, saying, let's take this Hall of Famer, and he won them a championship. I think of Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Jameis Winston, first overall pick, Hey, through 5,000 yards, guess what? It's not good enough. We want championships. Let's bring in Tom Brady. And just just so happens that there's another Hall of Famer that's probably going to be changing teams in the offseason too. So I mean, are we happy you making it to the playoffs, or do we want championships? It's the same thing with Jared Goff and Matt Stafford. I, right, it's exactly. So we'll see yeah. what happens. And, and, and Garoppolo, they gave Garoppolo a bunch of money. He took them to a Super Bowl, and they said, you know what? Your play just isn't good enough. Some people, I, some Browns fans, I feel, set the bar so low, and they say, well, we're not 0-16. We made the play. You know, my expectations are I hear all offseason how the Browns are one of the most talented teams in the league, so why are we not a top three team? If we're one of the most talented teams in the league, why are we not a top three team? I, bud, it's the Browns. Like, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I don't. My, my expectations are pretty high because yeah. I see Nick Chubb is a hell of a player. I see Kareem Hunt is a hell of a player. I see Miles Garrett putting his heart and soul out there and probably the defensive player through the first quarter of the season. So, you know, I, I, I think the sky's the limit for this team. And so far our passing game has not held up its end of the bargain and, you know, it's kind of been the weakness of our team. If you had to pick one weakness of our team right now, you'd have to say our passing game is it, right? Yeah. Or what would yeah. you think? Yeah. You know, our kicking game is out of out of control. Well, let's transition over into that defense. Uh, Vinny is still paying. Oh, he is still paying attention. I love you, Vinny. You got a thumbs up from Vinny? Oh, yeah, I got a thumbs up. If it's uh, another finger in between the ring and the player. <laughs> <laughs> Defense looked amazing this week. I mean, yeah. first drive for a touchdown. Yeah, that kind of they buttoned it up after that. And it was so nice to see this defense again get home on four people. And the quote that I want to bring out is I think it's Malik Jackson and Malik McDowell. 
all right, was all upset. And they actually realized what their job was because guess what? You push up that interior line, ain't nobody blocking that outside rush that we got right now. McKinley, Garrett, Garrett again. He didn't only really had a half a sack, but still he was in the backfield. Just piggyback riding Kirk Cousins like you would believe. Kirk Cousins didn't have time to do his little three-step drops and his quick passes because it was that quick with the rush. And to see this team play defense and how fast they are, Bry. First time I can yeah. say a Cleveland Browns defense is fast because JOK, Delpit, Greedy showed up. Greedy showed up and got an interception. Denzel Ward played his ass off too. This team, this defense, I think is going to be special. And we just scratched the surface of what they got. What do you think, big fella? Yeah, you brought up all those guys. I'll also throw on Jadavion Clowney. Had a hell of a game. He, oh, yeah. I mean, I can't imagine he looked this good in Tennessee last year because if he did, they would have never let him go because he's he's been everything that he was advertised uh, coming into this season. And, you know, you said all those names. I, I, I give you Clowney. I, Malcolm Smith had a heck of a game uh, oh, yes, again. For, yes, for for the injured Walker, and, you know, he's just tremendous depth for us. Uh, Taki Taki, even though they scored on that first drive, he made a couple of great plays for our defense. So, I mean, the list goes on and on and on. You could probably go eight, nine, ten guys deep with uh, great defensive performances. And uh, not, to, not to bring the offense back into it, but, I mean, how many guys on the offensive side had a great game? I mean, Chubb had 100 yards, which is great for any other running back, but for Nick Chubb, it's just kind of pedestrian. Uh, Kareem Hunt had a hell of a day. Higgins, I thought, played really well, but Peoples-Jones, right. Beckham, Schwartz, they combined for, what, two catches, I think? Right, right. You're forgetting about the most important player on offense. Who's that? Janovich. Yeah. Yeah. I love that play. That was maybe one of the best play calls we had all game. I know, right? Whenever he's out there. <laughs> That's <happened>. but, <laughs> but, again, for the second straight week, it was a pleasure watching this defense. And I think I heard that um, that this is the first time since I don't know how many years it's been, but um, first time for sure since they came back that – uh that they had back-to-back games where they held opponents to single digits. So just think of that. They gave up that early touchdown, and then they they basically held them scoreless for the final three-and-a-half quarters, which is – I mean, that's a pretty good offense now. I mean, Kirk Cousins, he's up and down, but, uh, you know, he could go out this week and, uh, and light somebody up for three touchdowns and 300 yards. So – Give that defense a lot of credit. Maybe we didn't give them credit that they deserved last week because Matt Nagy, Matt Nagy's an inept coach and uh, Justin Fields is a rookie. But, um, yeah, they proved it again this week, and they're going to have to do it for the next couple weeks because we have the Chargers and the, uh, and the Cardinals, who right now could be the hottest team in the NFL coming to Cleveland in a couple weeks. So keep it up, guys. Doesn't get any easier. You can't say shit about Matt Nagy because they won against the Lions. 
And, oh, yeah. oh, the Lions. Yeah, but still, I had the Lions defense thinking that, you know, eh, eh, fantasy football. <laughs> I love it. But um, the other thing I want to bring up is it's nice to see this defense run with just the front four getting so much pressure. I mean, that, that frees up our playmakers in the backfield. I mean, we got one interception. With, well, actually, technically, we got two interceptions, uh, especially there at the end of the game. And what was up with that phantom pass that uh, Cousins tried to do right there? At, like, through, Was that a pass, an under, underhand shovel? Um Right at the end of the game, it was like third down. He just kind of like just threw it in front of him. No, I don't remember. Oh, when he was getting sacked or yeah. trying to yeah. avoid the sack? Yeah. Yeah. Was like, oh, let me or, roll this out here. What about the one? I think it was the first drive where he threw the touchdown pass and he was like two yards past the line of scrimmage. Well, I mean, the rest, the rest <laughs> can't has, get away with that. Ref has some blinders on. But yeah. the thing about this team is, Bry. And Vinny, click it. He's not clicking it. We have a kicker! <laughs> Hallelujah. Chase, McLaughlin, McLovin, whatever it is. Two more McLaughlin. field goals. Two more field goals, one over 50. What is he, perfect? Three for three over 50? Yeah, yeah. Two last week, one this week. Right, it's so nice. It's nice, right? Yeah, it's not going to continue forever, but it's nice right now. And, I mean, if he can come close to what he's done for us up to this point and just get more comfortable as the season goes on, I mean, that almost takes the Browns to another level because you think of the other great teams in the AFC that we're going to be competing with. They have weapons. Their kickers are weapons. Justin Tucker is a weapon. Harrison yeah. Butker is a weapon. He can kick a 55-yarder to win you a game, both of them, and you feel pretty confident in them kicking that distance. We saw it last year with Tucker against the Browns. So the one thing we haven't seen from McLaughlin is a pressure kick, a kick in a big-time situation to tie the game late or to take the lead late. So that's the one unknown about him. Um, does he let that pressure get to him or, you know, just, just where does he go with that? Where's his head at? So I, I'm in love. Like I said, Co- I, I thought we couldn't do a whole lot better than Cody Parkey unless we just strike gold. And, and I think we did strike gold with this kid because he's, he's just a machine right now. Well, the best quote I heard, I think it was Doug Deacon uh, today on 92.3 was joking around about the kicker. And he asked Jimmy Donovan where he went to school at. He goes, Illinois. Well, he must got a lot of time kicking in Illinois. So (laughs) (laughs) it was just a little funny. So do we want, let's look ahead next week. Uh, We're playing uh, the Chargers, Justin Herbert Mm -hmm. at LA. All right. So what are your, uh, what are your keys to the game? Because I mean, we're traveling to West Coast time. It's a four, four or five kickoff. Yep. So, mm-hmm. what what are you looking for next week, bud? Uh, I, I'm looking for a bounce-back game from the offense. And it's it's weird and it's kind of unexplainable sometimes how in football when one side of the football um, team is down, 
you know, and people are doubting them. They all, they seem to have a bounce back game. They try that much harder in practice. They know their backs are against the wall. So I'm confident that our offense will bounce back. Um, and as long as Baker is healthy enough, I think he'll bounce back. I think he'll have a good game, but again, it's not going to be easy. You know, we, we don't get a whole lot of breaks. Uh, you know, our offensive line is a little banged up. Who knows what Jed Wills is going to do. Um, I don't know if, if Hubbard will be back, if he'll be playing Hudson more at left tackle, but you know, it's the national football league. Every single week you have a very good pass rusher and, we go from Khalil Mack to Daniil Hunter to Joey Bosa next week to Chandler Jones the following week. So it's not going to get any easier for our tackles. Hopefully, uh, if if we are down Jed Wills, we can scheme up a way to, uh, to double team or, you know, those quick passes, something to take advantage of these wide uh, defensive ends coming off the edge. And I think if you can do that, they have a pretty good – they have a couple playmakers on their defense, but, um, you know, Derwin James is a heck of a player also. And if if they can do that, I see uh, I see the offense putting up hopefully 30 points because it could be a shootout. Um, you can't expect your defense to come up big the way they have the last couple weeks. And, you know, it's going to be a tough test for them too with, uh, with Herbert. Mike Williams is having a hell of a year right now. He's proven to be – the top 10 receiver that they drafted him to be Keenan Allen's still a great player. And Eckler adds a kind of a different dimension out of the backfield than, uh, than what Dalvin cook does. Cause he's kind of that scat back. He's super quick and he's almost like a slot receiver coming out of there. All right. I'm agreement with you. I want to see that the great thing about uh, going on the road is running and defense always travel. If we still have our running game, we still have our defense, I think we can pull this one off. I I, I think I'm so skeptical right now because Baker's had two really bad games. And I hope he gets shit corrected before this one because he needs to for them to win this. I think, I think this all falls on Baker's shoulders at some point in time in this game, whether it be a chance to win the game or a chance to lose the game. So let's... Uh, before we do our predicts, let's get our player of the game. Uh, Vinny, can you pull that up? Player of the game last week. All right. So I'm going to go first. And my player of the game last week, Reedy Williams, to show up, take over Greg Newsom, just do what he's done. He hasn't played the game in how long? Almost two years. All right. And to go out and get an interception and be a factor in the game, absolutely amazing. Greedy, thank you. Brian, what about you? Yeah, that's a great pick. Um, he, he certainly stepped up when his number was called for the defense, and when we needed him, um, he was there, and he gave us a hell of an effort. And so I'll go kind of a similar line of thinking as you with Greedy. I'm going to go to the offensive side of the ball, though, and I'm going to go Rashard Higgins because – a lot of people kind of left him for dead. Um, I kind of thought that Peoples Jones had passed him up on the depth chart, maybe Schwartz as well. And those guys didn't do much this game. And Higgins was there. I mean, it almost seemed like the only time Baker completed a pass more than 10 yards, it was to Richard Higgins. And he's kind of his safety blanket. 
he's a go-to guy whenever Baker's struggling like he was. He just there's some comfort. Uh, there's some great communication between the two of them. And when there wasn't a whole lot going right on offense, uh, Higgins gave us some big plays. So, uh, yeah, shout him out. And uh, hopefully he can continue to do what he's been doing while Jarvis is out for sure. All right. So, Vinny, get back in here, brother. There he is. All right. So we're going to do our score for Dick <coughs> for the Chargers. All right. So who wants to go first? Because Vinny's going to piggyback off of us. I got to mark this down. So Make Vinny go first, then. Do you, I'll go first. You go first, then. I'll go first. Mm-hmm. This is the one game that I've had marked on my calendar, and I think this is the game that the Browns lose. I don't know. I have a bad feeling about it, and I am going to go – 31 charges to 24 Browns. 31-24. Okay. I just, Justin Herbert is something special. They do have a potent offense. I hope our guys can match up. And you know something? I hope they make me look stupid. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with losing a bottle of whiskey and pizza to you guys. On this one, but this you had Kansas City winning the very first week, and this is the one that has scared me as soon as the schedule came out because the Chargers are really good and people don't pay enough attention to them. They are really good. This is the game that scares me. So let's go to Vinny next. Vinny, what do you want? 27 24? You're normal. You got to unmute yourself. Here, let me unmute you. There I unmuted myself. There you go. So yes. 27-24 by Cousin Vinny? Uh, yeah, I am. I'm going to go 27-24, and I, I think Cleveland's going to pull it out, though. All right, 27. I think they're going to have that bounce-back game and uh, the offense, and uh, I'm hoping that we're going to see a, a much better Baker. Buddy, you have the nice setup over here. I'm not going to lie. This is nice. Like, I just got to rank out everything. All right. So, Brian, what about you? Uh, I'm flipping, I'm flopping over here because, uh, all day long, I was like, yeah, I think the Browns are going to lose this game. Uh, Justin Herbert, he's a heck of a quarterback and he's potentially a top five quarterback within the next couple of years. He he's beat the chiefs. He beat Patrick Mahomes, which is something the Browns haven't done. Um, and he always seems to play them tough, but you know what? I, I think our defense is ready for him. I think our defense is up for the challenge. And like I said, something strange about football when when everyone's calling out and trashing on one side of the ball, the offense, everyone's trashing on Baker. I think Baker's a gamer. I think he steps up. I think he's ready for the moment. He knows how terrible he played this past week. He knows he let his team down and his team bailed him out. So I think Baker's going to be e- eager to uh, to return the favor to them. And you know what? If it's not broke, don't fix it. I'll go 30 to 27 Browns. Oh, shit. Here's a chance for Fatty to tie Big Brown. Copy and paste. You know, you know so I was going to pick the Chargers. When I heard you pick the Chargers, I was like, I can't do that. 
Oh, that a boy. <laughs> I got to pick up two games on you. I got to get my two-game lead up. Oh, you're not going to get it, but that's okay. All right, so uh, we're going to hold well, they, on. They got the, the Chargers got the short week. They're playing uh, Monday Night Football right now, so hopefully uh, that benefits the Browns. Okay, yeah, I get it. I just – the Chargers game, God, it just – I don't know. Herbert's damn good. Uh, all right, so Vinny, we are going to hold off on the Indians until uh, trivia time. So you let's got it. let's get into our Fat Boy Tuesday. All right, you, you want to click the uh, video? And now it's time for Fat Boy Tuesday. All right, our Fat Boy Tuesday is not sponsored by anybody because we're just fat. Uh, but we're <laughs> going to get into uh, birthday dinners. All right, so Big Bry. <laughs> birthday was last weekend i think it was last weekend right last weekend mm-hmm. what did mama make you for your birthday dinner um so she asked me and she probably kind of i usually go one of two different ways for for main course it's usually um ribs oh okay. uh, she like- does ribs and she i think she either cooks them in the yeah i think she cooks them in the oven for a few hours and then she throws them on the grill oh, and uh, I sear the outside a little bit and char, char them a little bit. And so it's ribs, but I thought about that. I don't get ribs a whole lot, but I, something, something was just telling me, um, you know, just keep it simple, hot dogs, hamburgers. So that's what I went with. And she had a nice touch. She got the, the pretzel bun for the oh. hamburger, the pretzel bun for the hot dog. So we did that, and whether it's ribs, whether it's burgers, dogs, the staple has to be the cheesy potato casserole. Oh, and so we did that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh huh. Char that up a little bit. Love that. We threw in some Brussels sprouts. She does these tremendous Brussels sprouts that she chars. Uh, that I, I never thought I'd like Brussels sprouts, but they're damn good, and you got to get some vegetable in there. So did that. Uh, my sister-in-law made a tremendous uh, homemade cake and some cake pops, which were out of this world. I mean, moist the moist cake pops are, are where huh. it's at. So. Hey, cake pops are the best because they're almost like potato chips. You just grab one, eat it, then you're like, oh, look at that. And you just go down I mean, the dark hole. If I could only choose one dessert for the rest of my life, I'm not positive that it wouldn't be cake pops because I don't have them very often. But when I do, I mean, you can't beat them. I mean, I, I, don't get me wrong. I love me some pastries. But uh, as soon as you get in that cake pop, I mean, look out. That's a different world. All right, Vinny. What about you, brother? Um, you know, we've been going out for, for birthdays now. Uh, mama goes ahead, takes us out wherever we want to go. Um, so I don't know. I think the last thing I ever actually asked for to be made was probably uh, mama sauce and and pasta and stuff. Well, I mean, Italian. Where do you guys go out to eat at? You guys go to an Italian restaurant? Because no, no. Why why go to an Italian restaurant then? We'd just stay home. Because I'll flip this table. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um, let's see. Last time for my birthday, we went to 
where did I choose? I don't even remember where I chose. Um, one year, you know, we would go to Applebee's or we'll go, you know, we got like so many people now in the family. So you got to really spread things out. Yeah. So you're hitting a bunch of different places. Pierogi challenge with your nephew. Oh, that wasn't even for a birthday. That was just a challenge. <laughs> so, all right. How about this? If you could pick your perfect uh, birthday meal. Yeah, what, anything you want from your mom. Yeah, yeah. anything you want for your mom. I want the Doesn't whole, have to be a birthday. I want appetizer. I want main course. I want dessert. <sighs> appetizer. um <laughs> Appetizer, we're talking like tailgate, tailgate oh, yeah. appetizers, you know, for for what we would do for that. So, uh, you know, uh, mozzarella sticks and, um, you know, usually get those like uh, fried raviolis, stuff like that. Um, You're just, hey, I haven't had dinner. Just keep talking to me like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, and just basic chips and dip, things like that for an appetizer. Um, moving on to the main course, I I got to have Mama's spaghetti. You know, now, I love Mama's spaghetti. Meatballs or does she do a meat sauce? What, how does she do it? Well, we cook all the meat in the sauce, so you get the yeah, flavor yeah. of it a little bit yeah. and everything. But, uh, yeah, you know, um, not, not meat sauce. It's just a nice thick sauce. Get it all peppers, on there. Peppers, onions, tomatoes. Um, no, no, it's, uh, it's a little different, you know, it's a family recipe. I won't go into too much detail, but that's some shit. Yeah. All right. I got to try it. Just have to taste it. I have to try it now. (laughs) All right. Dessert. What do you got for dessert? Um, dessert, I suppose it depends on, on the time of year, but for my birthday, probably a nice banana cream pie or, uh, you know, yeah, I like banana cream pie. All right, so for mine, Bri, um, it depends on who's cooking. If it's if, if it's my ma, I want her lasagna. Like mm-hmm. she makes a stacked up lasagna. Like that sauce cooks for days, and I mean days. It like it's in the crock pot. There's a black layer on top, and she just stirs that shit. Yeah, I love it. Um, <laughs> if it's my stepdad, um. Uh, his super burritos are phenomenal, right? Because he makes right. those in the oven. All right, so it's it's a mixture of beef, pepper, onion, and sour cream all mixed together, and then he bakes them in the oven after he cooks every the ingredients, and then he puts cheese on top. It's pretty much a knife and a fork because you cannot pick it up because they're like this big. Like it, it's amazing. <laughs> and if it's my and this is dear, dear to my heart. If it's my grandmother, anything she cooks just makes me happy. But her fucking meatloaf, I don't know what it is about her fucking meatloaf. I don't know what she puts in it. I don't have the recipe. But every time she cooked meatloaf, I loved every bit of it. Now, appetizer-wise, I'm kind of like Vinny. I like chips, dips, and all that stuff. But if I can get a solid, and my sister does it for me, with her uh, her uh, chili cheese dip or the uh, cream cheese with the hot peppers, oh, hot pepper relish, 
Yeah. Now, I have two favorite desserts. You ready for this? Okay. Yep. My mother will make me a chocolate cake with peanut butter frosting. Ooh. Okay. That sounds amazing. And this is the one that tops hers. My grandmother made me, for every birthday that I would have, a pineapple upside down cake. Oh, yeah. With the crushed pineapple, the sliced pineapple, and the cherries and everything. Like you get, and she used the pineapple juice in the batter mix to make wow. it. Oh, yeah. Smart. So pure pineapple. And when, hey, when she, when she made it, and I knew she would make it because I would walk in the house and I could smell the pineapple. I'm like, oh, shit, it's on. I need a fork. I need a bib. <laughs> Let's do this. She goes, you got to save something for the family. I'm like, come on, come on, come on. You know me. She goes, all right, eat it all. I'm like, I love you. (laughs) Oh, my God. I love it so much. All right. So let's get out. God, I'm so hungry. Let's get it in our well, you, guys, you guys talking about appetizers got me thinking about it and chips and dip. We we had a um, – have you guys ever had taco dip? Oh, yeah. Dip. yeah. It's so it's so simple. Um, yep. I don't – it's just like, what, sour cream and uh, taco seasoning and cheese and lettuce and tomato, but it's always a crowd pleaser. It, it's mm-hmm. always one of the first things to go. So we I'm had – I was going to say, because if you're talking about like our taco dip, because we do the meat and everything. Right, yeah. Yeah, some people put meat in it. Yep. Well, like a seven layer. Yeah. Like you take a Frito, we use Fritos with ours, the Frito scoops. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, I'm really hungry. Can we hurry up and do this? <laughs> <laughs> you move it along. Uh, let's, no, let's not do top three horror movies yet. Let's, oh. let's do the, uh, the Indians. Oh, okay. Uh, the Indians played their last game as the Indians. As of next year, they will be the Guardians. They beat, I don't know, I think it was the Texas Rangers, six to nothing. I don't know. I don't care. But <laughs> we're going to go into trivia time, Bri. And my trivia mm-hmm. to you was when was the last time that the Indians had a losing season? Okay. Um, so thinking back, I think they've been pretty good as of late. Um, they might have had a down year, twenty eighteen, maybe twenty nineteen, something like that. But um, I'm gonna say it was before the World Series uh, appearance in twenty sixteen. I think twenty fifteen they might have made the playoffs as well. So I'm saying final answer twenty fourteen. All right. So the reason why I brought this up. Okay, because I want you Indian fans out there to realize this. The last season that they finished under 500 was 2012. Before Francona, right? Francona never had a losing season. He never had a losing season. Never. Right. Wow. Right. And can you really can you really pin this on him though? So no, no, I would still I, say he's never had a losing season. No, and I don't pin it on him either because of the injuries and everything else. But I want Indians fans to actually realize this. Well because you've had a win- he wasn't there. You've had a winning right. baseball team for over a almost a decade. 
and they didn't go in the tank like Pittsburgh or Baltimore or anything else, you've had a winning product on the field. Very true. So that's the reason why I brought it up, Brian. That's the only reason. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, people are like, oh, my God, the Indians and blah, 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 blah. No, you've had a winning baseball team. It's your own fault for not going to watch them because mm-hmm. they have finished over 500. Now, maybe they We're might still. be – but maybe they might be in purgatory like, uh, you know, NFL fans are with a mediocre quarterback. You know, like we've always talked about. Mediocre quarterback? Who are you getting at? No, no, no. I'm not talking about Baker Mayfield, but I'm talking like I'm talking like Tannehill. I'm talking like Kirk Cousins. No, Tannehill's Tannehill's not mediocre. He's better than mediocre. Well, I'm not I'm not saying that, but they're in like all right, let's go back to old school. Let's go back um Fisher. What is his first name? Who Fisher? Yeah, the coach. Oh, Jeff right. Fisher. Jeff yeah. Fisher. No matter what happened, yeah. it would be eight and eight, seven and nine, nine and seven. Yeah. That's all he would do. This is what like the, the Broncos. Had. Yeah. Damn Denver. Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. Teddy Bridgewater is mediocre. All right. So let's get into so my cousin Vegas word of the day, right? We're gonna do yep. trivia after. All right. Huh? Not trivia. Perry top three. Oh, top three. Whatever you want to do. We're doing my cousin A's word today. It was parlay. Yeah. Parlay. Parlay. And since I'm a degenerate gambler, not really, um, it's make future bets, multiple bets. There's a cat behind you. <laughs> Althea. Uh, all right. So, Brian, what about you? So future betting. Okay. Future betting. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, you guys are choppy on my end, but if you're asking for me, um, uh, I would say parlay is to uh, improve, to uh, to turn into something better. Did he? And that exactly almost is the definition of parlay, to turn something into something of greater value. You so right there, and I, you know, it always it always made me. Can wonder. I be done now? <laughs> it always made me wonder, like in um, in pirate movies and stuff like that. You know, when you got taken, you know, taken capture, they go, "Oh, it's a parlay, parlay." So it's like, <laughs> listen, there's something greater out there than me. So I just hey. You went that way. I went with like I got four teams, uh, a over yeah. under right. and six unders, and hey, you take I, one bet and you parlay it into uh, you know multiple bets. Yeah. You know what's really funny is I think that the Italian didn't. <laughs> <laughs> what are you getting at? I'm not. No, 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 no. No, we can't talk about those things. All right, let's get into our top three horror movies. Click the top three. So we came up with the top three horror movies. All right. And it is a broad spectrum of horror movies. 
Yeah. So I'm going to go first to get mine out of the way so you guys can giggle a little bit. My number three, Leprechaun in the Hood. <laughs> uh, the Leprechaun movies have always scared the shit out of me, but Leprechaun in the Hood scared me, and I laughed my ass off the entire time <laughs> watching it. If you've never seen it, please watch Leprechaun. Benny knows what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> so my number two, and as a kid, I hated this movie as a kid. Killer Clowns from Out of Space. Oh yeah. Hated that movie as a kid. <laughs> hated it, hated it, hated it, hated it. Yeah. <clears throat> and my number one, and I will never watch it again. Ever. Or the ones that branch off of it. Sinister. I will never watch Sinister again. That movie freaked me the hell out, and I was freaked out for two months. Hmm. Big Brian, what about your top three horror movies? Okay. um, So, when you ask me for my top three horror movies, I think of the top three horror movies that I enjoy the most. Um, Yeah, they, they freak you out a little bit, but like I didn't put on the top three movies that have freaked me out of all time because I don't enjoy those. And to be honest, horror movies are not really my cup of tea. I don't, you know, I don't desire to be scared. I don't thrive to sit down and watch a two hour movie and come away, like not being able to sleep or anything. So I, I just, I put down three movies. I enjoyed that. Maybe you might consider to be a horror movie. Um, they were on the horror movie list. So I'm going with them. Uh, my number three is Scream. Uh, it's a good yeah. movie. It's a good movie. It's, it's, yeah, good movie. I enjoyed it. Um, and yeah, there's some horror in it. And number two, I didn't really consider this a horror movie, but it was on a couple of uh, you know, top 100 lists that I was rifling through. Uh, Jaws. Okay. Love Jaws. Oh, I, I can see that as one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't really consider it a horror movie, but I guess maybe some other people do as well. And my number one would be uh, one that I was actually scared of a lot as a kid, but now I've kind of grown to appreciate it and enjoy it. And that's uh, the first Predator with Schwarzenegger. Oh yeah, very nice. I, I love the Predator movies. Mm-hmm. Love it. All right, Vinny, let's get your top three. See, and I kind of went right in between you two, which is really funny. <laughs> I got uh, my number three is Saw, the okay. whole Saw series. You know, to to think somebody could actually put that kind of thing, that put that kind of energy and stuff like that into doing something like that is kind of crazy to me. Um, Final Destination. Oh, I forgot about the first that. one. I love that movie. Great movie, Brian. Have you, you ever know. watched it? No, I haven't seen it. Oh, you gotta we you gotta watch it because it's like uh, I'll let Vinny explain it. Is it a good movie or is it just really screwed up? No, no, no. It's it's, it's a, a great movie. It's okay. a great movie, and just to have death lurking around the corner everywhere you end up going because you saw a glimpse of the future and you were able to <laughs> change death's plan. Yeah. That's basically oh, okay. what it's okay. about. 
Okay. And it's just, yeah, it's something else. It's very cool. Now they made other ones off of it, two, three, four and stuff all equally about good, but I think one was the best. Okay. So my number one darkness falls. I love that movie. If you ever wanted to be scared of the tooth fairy, watch that movie. There it is. <laughs> right there, man. Alright, so boys, we will wait past what we want to go past. Alright, so Vinny, tell them good night. Hey, have a good night, everybody. By the way, don't watch horror movies. And he is gone. Brian, give him God bless. Yep, God bless you. God bless America. Alright, we are Legal Ham the Face. Thank you guys for tuning in. And like I said, this is pre-recorded, so your comments are not coming in right now. We will not see them until tomorrow about 8-ish. So thank you guys for watching. We thank our first responders, our troops. You guys are amazing. Thank you for everything you do. And we are uncorked, unloaded, and we are out. Thanks for watching.